I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest for today's episode was Stephen Kropa, and he talked to me about his love of two uh, artisans, as I lumped them together, uh, directors, showrunners, writers, etc., Dan Harmon and Edgar Wright. And as soon as uh, Stephen, or as some other people call him, as we discuss Kropa, just by his last name, um suggested that this was going to be his topic I was really excited because I have big love for both of these guys too um but I didn't really think about or realize um how closely connected artistically they really could be uh so that was really interesting for me to hear Kropa talk about um and uh basically what it boils down to in his mind is that both guys are big fans of uh taking pop culture that already exists and kind of uh, blending it together and uh, giving it nods and homages uh, and using that to flavor um, the pop culture that they are producing. And, uh, yeah, I I can't really disagree with that. The only things that I, in my mind, uh, that differ between the two of them, I think we do uh, get into. Um, I mean, not the only things, but, you know, uh, the biggest differences. Um, one's American and one's British. There you go. There's one. Uh, anywho, this was a really, really enjoyable chat. Uh, like I said, I'm a big fan, so we kind of nerded out on a few things in here. Um, and I can't wait to see what these guys continue to produce. Um, with the, you know, sixth season of Community going to an online format I think that's really intriguing and I will be there watching it uh, along with many other fans I'm sure and uh, with Edgar Wright uh, moving on from this uh, last Ant-Man project that he will not be finishing uh, as a hand or that he won't have a hand in um, and moving on to something new is really intriguing as well. Uh, I really, really love World's End. We didn't talk about it too, too much, uh, but we did both agree that we were big fans and that it was a little darker uh, than his uh, previous two films of the uh, trilogy, if you will. Um, loosely, loosely considered a trilogy. But, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. If you're not familiar with some of the things that we talk about, check them out. Come on. So good. Both these guys are, are two of the best people working in comedy right now. If I had to make that blanket statement, at least as, as artisans, like I say, not just as like actors or anything like that. The, these guys are our uh, masterminds, if I may. Um, so get into it. Catch up. Watch some community. I haven't seen any Spaced, so that's probably something that I will look into watching as it's been in my Netflix instant queue for a very long time. Uh, a quick correction Steven wanted me to make is that, uh, he referred at some point to the movie Not Fade Away based on my, uh, tangent of talking about, uh, Matt Weiner, uh, one of the 
or the showrunner at Mad Men, and he was thinking that Matt Weiner had also made another movie called Not Fade Away, but that was David Chase, another of the uh, former writers of The Sopranos. But to Steven's credit, um, the movie that I was talking about that Matt Weiner uh, has recently written and directed is called uh, Are We There or Are We Here? I think it's Are We Here, um, and it has not gotten very well reviewed so far, so his uh, <laughs> suggestion that Matt Weiner had made a not very good movie may very well be true, but with that cast, um, I'm still willing to check it out, uh, though I may be sorely disappointed. Quick plugs. Uh, Raygun Reagan is retiring, uh, so we only have two shows left. So the show that I have plugged pretty much since the beginning of this podcast, or at least that has been going on since the beginning of this podcast, whether or not I was plugging it, and has had uh, f- at least five of its members, I'm not going to be able to count them all, uh, be guests on the show, um, will be uh, retiring, stepping away from being a team uh, for a lot of reasons for losing two members, um, and only having five left, and, and another, uh, space change for one group mind that, um, some people just don't want to have to, uh, weather, and, and understandably so, um, but anyway, uh, reasons aside, we have two shows left, this Friday at 8 o'clock, and next Friday, September 5th at 8 o'clock. September 5th will be only one of those two shows that I'll be present for, as I will be flying to Seattle tonight with the Nerdalogs to do a uh, show associated with PAX Prime out in Seattle. So if you're there, we have a show Saturday at 8 o'clock at the Triple Door. If you're not there... Go see Reagan Reagan at 8 o'clock at the One Group Mind Theater at the corner of Sheffield and Newport. I love those guys. That was my first team in Chicago. It was the first time I had ever done long-form improv. It means an incredible amount to me, and I'm really, really sad to see it go. But anyway, obladi oblada, life goes on. Uh, I, I expect that I will still be working creatively with a lot of those people. Um, so this is not an end altogether, for sure. Uh, anyway, it, uh, the day after that last Reagan Reagan show, September 6th, will be the opening of Splatter Theater at the Annoyance. Uh, that'll be every Saturday night at 10 o'clock from the beginning of September until the end of October, maybe even the first Saturday in November, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, don't wait until then. Come in September or October. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a time. And uh, previously has been one of the most fun shows that I've ever worked on. So come check that out. Check out one of Reagan Reagan's last couple shows. And uh, if you're in Seattle, come check out the Nerdalogs at PAX. Or just wait until next week when I inevitably talk about the trip in the intro of the show. Because, uh, you know, what else am I going to do? I, I'm, I'm leaving town for like five days. I gotta tell you guys about it, right? Uh, thank you all for humoring me. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Stephen, for being on the show and talking to me about two things that inspire him so, so directly. And, uh, yeah. 
with what that. Kinds of things Enjoy people listening. who aren't in this community feel like when their day starts at five thirty. You know what I mean? I don't even know. I it, wish. Uh, yeah, I. I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, specifically I think with Tim Dunn because he just chose to talk about the being busy. Mm-hmm. So like we both talked about how busy we are with comedy right. stuff, mm-hmm. and we there was one point where we just were like, "How do people meet people when they don't do stupid <laughs> right. stuff like this?" I mean, just think, just drop away everything for a second. Just imagine you're like you just had your job and you come home and all you have to do, all you're doing, all you're expecting to do when you come home. Gonna make dinner. Uh-huh. You're gonna watch whatever you want to watch, uh-huh. and maybe read. Oh yeah, that, people don't even do that anymore. All right, and that's your life. That is, and people are happy. With I that. know. The the thing is, like, that is what I would do. I know. If I, right. <laughs> but, but, like, but that's like, I can't even like. It's so hard it. to fathom. It's so hard to fathom that at all. Oh, I know. It's so like I sit and like I walk, like I go to bars or something like that, or like just walk around, mm-hmm. and I'd be like. How are you fulfilled? Yeah. I don't, I'm not fulfilled, and I'm doing what I love to do. And right. it's just like you know, like Sundays are like my days where I'm just like I'm locking myself in my room and I'm gonna and watch I'm... all directors cuts of Lord of the Rings and... <laughs> because I do. I'll do. I feel it. like yeah. in yeah in this community you have to give yourself a day like that. There was a while for the past few months where I never had that day. Yeah. Like, oh, just yeah. like the way that my schedule panned out, and I'm finally getting to a place where I'm gonna be able to like reclaim mm. it, and I'm looking forward to it so oh, much. It's the best. <laughs> and you're just like, I was wearing, I slept in this shirt. That's fine. Or, you know, <laughs> Doesn't I matter. I, like, I wear contacts and like my roommates know if I had my glasses on, they're like, wow, that guy, he hasn't done it, he hasn't gone outside. Yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> uh-uh. You have to, man. It keeps you healthy mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But that, like, bar, like, uh, Tim and I also talked about how, like, it's like, if people don't meet other people doing something like this, like something that they love doing, so it's like like-minded people that you, for the most part, are going to be able to get along with because you have a certain common experience. Right. Are they just meeting other people in bars? Because that sounds they, terrible. They I don't know. I have no idea. I, it's like work friends and yeah. people you meet in bars. Yeah. I'm sure... That's the thing is, especially... Uh, I think about a lot in like where the podcast is concerned because I do like talking to people about something that they're just super passionate about. Mm-hmm. I just feel like regardless of what it is, you've got to find something. Yeah. It, you just have to find something. Yeah. And maybe it is cooking. So maybe it is just right. like going home and making yourself dinner and that's your thing. But right. like if that's what you're super into, then that's it. But there's folks who like are super into this stuff and then they don't do it. And it's just like, yeah. the saddest thing. Like I, my, my, my mom told me before I moved here, like, my dad wanted to, like, take the year after college to go to New York and do stand-up. Oh, really? And, and never my did. My grandparents said he couldn't. Really? And he never did Bummer. it. And I'm like, my my folks are super supportive and they mm-hmm. love it, you know, and, you know, all, I have two younger brothers and we're all very creative types, like, mm-hmm. my middle brother's a poet and, <laughs> my other, and my other youngest brother's moved to L.A. to do this stuff, too. Oh, that's so funny. He wants to be funny. a screenwriter and stuff. Um, I, but if, if they weren't. I, I could never think of being like, oh, well, my mom and dad said I can't do it, so right. I'm not going to do it. No, right. like, you got to go out and do what you got to do. Yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, that's, I guess, how you meet people. I think, you know what we, you're doing. I think a vast majority of uh, this community have a lot of supportive parents to thank. <laughs> and those who, like, yep. and it sucks when you find people who who don't have that. This is like, you know, I... I can't imagine being in that situation, and I certainly take it for granted, and I'm, like, shitty about keeping in touch with my parents oh, and, yeah. like, letting them know what kind of things I'm working on mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Every once in a while, I'll have a, 
a moment where I'm just like, okay, I'm being a total shit kid. (laughs) Uh, And try to, like, catch them up on stuff. Yeah. But, man, I don't know. I don't know either. I I remember being absolutely terrified when I told my parents that I was... Because originally I was planning on going to grad school for chemistry. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I did not want to do that, uh, I, I... told them so like nervously (laughs) and through tears and they were just like cool (laughs) I mean you have to do what you want to do kind of thing and I think before that I what I wanted to do and what I expected that they would be happy with Mm -hmm. had always kind of like been in line with one another that was the first time that they had really like deviated Uh so that was an interesting experience for me and of course they're just like not oh, that cool. Right. <laughs> like uh, yeah, I mean it's. I, we did. My brothers and I all played sports growing up. Sure. And I'm not super interested in sports. <laughs> and I remember doing the first play I did in high school, uh-huh. and just being like super like, Dad, I'm not doing baseball this, this year. I'm bit, gonna, uh, I'm gonna right. do Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> and he's, like, he's like, okay, I'm excited to see it. And I'm like, okay, great, cool, <laughs> I'm cool, like, great. that's you know? awesome. But yeah, it's when that's like the only source we have for you know looking for right. comfort and and for self reassurance and mm-hmm. stuff like that when you think you're going to lose that aspect it's it's a scary thing yeah but uh it's cool when <laughs> when parents are still good about it yeah. as mine have always been absolutely yeah uh my guest today is steven Kropa. yay steve steven do you have a preference? No preference? I feel like everyone calls you Kropa, mostly. I get a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I actually was having this conversation with somebody recently, and I, I think a lot more girls call me Steven, and like guys call me Kropa when they're trying to be cool. I think that is and more then, of a male thing yeah. to go to jump to a last name. Yeah. And then some people just call me... Then people just split the difference and call me Steve. Gotcha. So I respond to all of them. Okay. And other things. I like uh, giving people the opportunity to sure. um, say what they prefer. And you said you're going to be talking to me about two of your favorite two of artisans. My favorite. I don't... Yeah, that's what. That's a good title. I was trying to think of like what a title would be because I was like, it could be sh- like, showrunner, but it's not really a showrunner. Right. It's just kind of like how I'm not really fans of like... I am fans of actors and stand-ups and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. my two biggest probably influences and people I would just fangirl out if I met them <laughs> are Dan Harmon and Edgar Wright, and I... Two God. super good choices as far yeah, as I'm concerned. Man, uh, it, have you been on board for both of those guys kind of like since they were getting started? Uh, I'll rephrase. What's the, <laughs> um, what's the initiation, what's the inception of your love for them? Uh, Edgar Wright, I watched... I, I was Shaun of the Dead was the first thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the first things. He that was one did. of the yeah. So he that was like one of the I, I think I don't even know if I saw that in theaters. I probably saw it in uh, reruns on Comedy Central. Yeah, I know I didn't. Like I saw it and was just like a few years blown away by like what it is because I'm such a huge pop culture junkie. So then when somebody takes all these things and puts oh into that a blender, makes a lot of sense. Both of these guys blender, are very right? homage mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah, and they're like, here's my take because nothing's original anymore. Yeah. Until you take what you know and make it original. Mm-hmm. And that's like, all right, great. This is awesome. Cool. Uh, so I think Sean Dead was the first thing I saw for Edgar Wright. Um, and then uh, Community was the first thing mm-hmm. for Dan Harmon. Um, and then they both kind of, I kind of followed them along and very 
good points along my mm-hmm. uh, life, I guess. You know, like when things hit you at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Edgar Wright, I watched Spaced, which is which was his TV show, mm-hmm. um, which was like the first thing Nick Frost ever acted in. Okay, uh, and I watched that freshman year. Of is it is he? There's two leads of the show, right? Yeah. So there's uh, so in Space, Edgar Wright directs every episode and wrote them with uh, Simon Pegg and then uh-huh. Jessica Stevenson. Um, who were the two leads? Okay. Uh, yeah, and I then, knew Simon Pegg was one right, of the leads, but I didn't right. think Nick Frost um, was the other one. Yeah, Nick. So Nick Frost was just Simon Pegg's roommate, oh. and was like, "We have this character who is going to be an older version. Like Mike was going to be an older character." Uh-huh. And Simon Pegg's like, "Well, what if I just get my friend Nick to That's so hit? cool. And Edgar Wright was just like, "Well, we'll try it." And then he comes in and obviously blows away. Yeah, so he steals the whole show, and it's That's great. That's so great. Uh, but he like you know he comes out with. Very few sitcoms and shows have one director for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think most recently, like How I Met Your Mother, I think Pamela Fryman directed almost, really? almost every episode. I never would So you'll that. see like shows that have a kind of distinct visual style usually have someone who carries them mm-hmm. through that. Um, so Space, obviously, and he's like testing things out that well, you'll see later on in his movies that we'll talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cool. So I, I watched that. I remember watching that. Uh, people were out in the quad doing stuff. It was like the end of freshman year of college, and I was transferring to a different school. Already knew it, and I was just kind of halfway at the bag, and I'm just kind of feeling like oh, I don't really know what I want to do. Sure. And knowing that people are experiencing the same things, but when you're doing that, when you're like, you're like I don't think people get what I'm going through. Right, and right, just putting right. Putting the show on and being like, this guy knows what I'm going through. That's awesome. <laughs> it's yeah. Great. Like where I just he, he's wearing a Flash T-shirt in the first episode, and I'm looked down and I'm wearing a Flash. T-shirt. <laughs> so, all right, it's I get good. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So then I've just been a fan ever since doing that and obviously going back. So once you saw Shaun of the Dead, you're like, what else has this guy been up to? I think so. Or it might, it might not have been like that. It might have just been like, oh, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it's by this guy. Ah, I have a free afternoon. I'll figure gotcha. Out. And then just being like completely drinking the Kool-Aid and being like, That's so I'm funny. on board, man. And then kind of similar thing with uh, Community and Dan Harmon where it was like, that was when, now I'm watching it when I... Uh, was in grad school and, mm-hmm. you know I'm kind of sitting there not knowing many people I moved to another state and mm-hmm. you know uh, most of the way across the country right, from Jersey to Arizona and I, it was just me and my roommate who moved together uh, that's you know, good that yeah. you had yeah and then but it was like you know we'd still have different schedules or like you sure. know like for a while he was working I wasn't so I was just uh-huh. kind of sitting around not doing anything and I could seen a couple episodes and like didn't pick up on it but I knew mm-hmm. Donald Glover was in it who I was a big fan of from uh, dare comedy mm-hmm. videos and mystery team is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Like their movie. Yeah. I love mystery team. Um, and then just like watching it and then being like, okay. And like, I remember just going out I think I caught in, I caught up for the second season. Cause I remember coming, going to the best buy and just buying the first two seasons um, and then just watching them all and then watching them all again with the commentary, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is one thing that these two guys connect to, or especially with their stuff is I, devour their commentary really? as well. Oh, yeah. They're almost as entertaining as the stuff that they're watching. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I did a similar thing with the first season of, commu- of Community. Uh-huh. I think I saw one or two episodes of it um, when it was first like mm-hmm. being aired. And then, because it, uh, if I'm not mistaken, started in 2010, is that right? Or t- 20. 2009? Yeah, one of those. Okay. Um, um, so I graduated from college in yeah. 2010, and the summer after that is, uh, I was at home, right. and right, right. like, thinking about and trying to plan my move to Chicago, right. but mostly like, 
not really having any friends that still lived, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, in my hometown, uh, and just devouring, uh, catching up on all these sitcoms that yeah. I, like, already loved, um, and then, uh, like, watching almost the entire first mm-hmm. season of Community and just be like, wow! Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I can totally, totally relate to that. Yeah. Um, I did that, uh, with that whatever season of Parks and Rec was at that point as well, like two or three, probably. probably. Yeah, two or three. Um, And it was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. these people are creating a thing together and obviously having the best fucking time doing Mm -hmm. it. And I am getting all this like enjoyment and comfort out of it. I get this is a thing Mm -hmm. that I also want to be a part of. So I totally relate to that. Absolutely. Uh, so as, um, as those guys have, like, continued to create content, I'm sure you are always, like, following their careers Mm -hmm. at this point. Absolutely. Uh, Uh, go ahead. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, um, so, Edgar Wright's follow-up Hot Fuzz. He did Hot Fuzz, which I did see in theaters, which was just another one. It was just kind of blue me away just uh-huh. watching it, blowing me away and then sitting in an audience with people who didn't like it as much as i did oh really and just looking around at people and just being like you are you're, you're so stupid you're you, missing out this guy is doing something that you you know he takes something so simple like you watch any other movie and like uh the person has to move from one place to another and they don't want to move uh-huh. you know and it's just like oh here's an overshot of a bridge and we're gonna play two pop songs as they're doing it and uh-huh. then they're gonna be there and you watch him, and he's just doing... He's getting laughs out of just, like, you know, the showing... showing the, the, he shows the, the, the service on the phone goes down and up and down. Oh, and right, he's right, just right. Like, he, he keeps... He plays with the visual style. So he's getting jokes out of, like, not even lines or anything like that. Um, and it's so funny, since how much... You know, obviously, we both love improv and stuff like that. Um, and a lot of movies are becoming very improv-heavy. And mm-hmm. so, like, they're shooting on these big wide lenses. And, like, sure. you want to catch all the action. But there's so much to be said of just, like... I like I love improv, but, but get it to a point where it's scripted, yeah. and then you can do all these things where yeah. you not have to. It, it's just so visually stunning, more than like any other comedy and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's very true for both of these guys. Yeah. Is that I think a lot of people would agree that they're two of the best like comedy directors yeah. and and showrunners, mm-hmm. however you want to uh, group them together. Because of how much attention to detail they have, it's just they have a clear vision, which is like mm-hmm. something where if you're doing if you're doing it all heavy, if you're like, well, we're gonna emphasize improv, you can't have a clear vision beyond being like, well, we'll trust what they're gonna come up with. Mm-hmm. But if you come in with a plan of action, or at least being like, this is no, this is how it's gonna go, or this is how it's going to be. Um, I, in all like the community uh, commentary, Stan Harmon, like he'll usually have the writers of the episodes on because he's not writing it himself. Sure. But then he'll be like, "Well, I kind of wrote this because I get the script and then I I change it and yeah. this is this is what it's going to be," you know. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, the thing that I I think most recently both of them, which was a connection I made recently in my head, was they both kind of lost something that they had been working on for a yeah. while. Yeah. So Dan Harmon lost Community in season four. Mm-hmm. And he was fired, and mm-hmm. then they continued it, and it's clearly not as good. Like if yeah, you watch it. and it's there's totally still, not. There's still I, I've st- seen every episode. Yeah, yeah. There's still stuff that's valid, and there's certainly yeah uh, things. But like, it was way more hit or miss than right. It and I, I, is. I'm so sad we couldn't see you know Jeff Winger meet his father under the yeah. direction of Dan Harmon because right. that would have been, so, been great, but they didn't. Yeah, I feel like it's funny that you mentioned that specifically.
specifically, because one of my biggest complaints from this season of Community that he didn't helm mm-hmm. is that I feel like it tried to go for a lot of emotional moments that it didn't really earn. Right. And I feel like uh, Harmon is, is really good at, like, because he's so he can be so dark and uh, yeah. and and does like imbue the show with that. I think the the emotion feels more genuine because it's like not necessarily more rare, mm-hmm. but like he finds it very specific places. I think right. I mean, it's it's not doing he's not doing a reference for reference sake. They're serving the purpose of the story and also yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like season three, if you listen to the commentary, there's like, that's a, I love commentaries. Cause it's, <laughs> it's just like, there's an arc to it as well where he's just like, he reveals at the end. He's like, he goes, I wrote most of this or, or show run most of this after he broke up with us long time girlfriend. So that's oh, why wow. season three is much darker than the other seasons, uh-huh. you know? And then like this season five is he's trying to, you know, he's got it back and he's trying, trying to, to prove it again. But like, uh-huh. uh, you know, season four was kind of like where they're just like, well, they liked this type of episode before, or let's let's do let's get they're, they're doing right. fan service for the sake of fan service, which is right. a lot of problems that where I I, I mean I, I'm like I, I like nerdy things, I like geeky things, but I don't like them being abused. Yeah, because people a lot of I think the pop culture now is just like a lot of pe- people pay money for this because they like these things. And right. we, we want to just give them fan service and, and give them a reference to this. If we mm-hmm. drop a hint uh, to you know. If you drop a hint to Booster Gold and you flash, you know, series, right. people are going to go crazy, but yeah. we're never going to do anything with that. I'm like, well, don't just drop a hint to drop a hint. If it serves something, right. then great. Right. Um, so yeah, Dan Harmon lost season four of that, and he, he came back, he worked on Rick and Morty, which, which is, is one of the incredible. best first seasons of a show ever. I've just re- so I rewatched good. it all this weekend. Uh, like, really? Awesome. I've, so seen, I've seen a number of episodes yeah. more than once, just because of yeah. like how good it is and it's, how fun it is it's to It's so revisit. fun, and, and that's Justin Roiland who's doing that, and like the voices and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because he's actually producing, help writing, and like, just, that's another one where it's like, oh, you're referencing, obviously, Doc and Marty, mm-hmm. and, and, but you're like, but come on, like this is, yeah. you're just doing everything, you're doing fantasy, you're doing sci-fi, you're doing, you know, you're doing Victorian literature in there and stuff yeah. like that. And so he comes back with, with this, and then he's like, and then he gets his show back, which is great, and now he's doing it on Yahoo, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm going to watch it wherever, I'm yeah. going to follow wherever How do you, what do you think, what kind of effect do you think that'll have on the show? I, I think it's really interesting. It's going to be very interesting, because it's not something that's been done like that before like right. Netflix Arrested Development did Netflix but that was how many I don't know how many years ago with Arrested Development yeah, yeah. it's gotta be and Legend time. of Korra which is the Avatar they oh. lost their sequel just they premiered their they, they Nickelodeon went like we're premiering the show we're like oh great when they're like next week we're like oh we didn't have any premiere we didn't have any notice for that and then aired I think half the season on television and then just was like we're moving it online it's online only Weird. now and like Right before Comic Con, where people are like, "Well, what's happening?" What? Yeah, and like, all this. Sh- they're, they're like, "No, no, no, it's fine, it's fine." The show we still are doing season four as well, but like that's that's the only thing I can really think of where something went from on TV that quick. That's even quicker than you know Community. Uh huh. But I think it's that's television is such a weird medium right now where it's like uh-huh. everything's coming. Most of I watch it all, everything online anyway. Absolutely, yeah. I don't, I don't have, have I don't have cable or anything that I mean, I'll, I'll try to watch if I'm home on Thursdays when Community was on. I would try mm-hmm. to watch it, but even then it was hard. Um, but I know I could always catch it. Right, um, yeah, totally. I, I can't remember the last time, well, I can, it was freaking bad. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I can't remember the last time I actually, like, had appointment right. television viewing where I would try to watch everything live, and it was the last season of Breaking yeah. Bad. And one of the reasons was because, like, 
you know, a friend of mine would host viewing parties. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that where I would like run home to watch it by myself. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I'll do that with Doctor Who this season. It's just yeah. figure out where I can where I but we we'll have to be like where can I watch? Did it, it already I'll, premiere? It premiered Saturday. So That's I, what I, I went to the midnight premiere at the movie theater. Oh, cool! Which was just another I, yeah, just kumbaya and holding people. <laughs> I'm sitting between Grant Collins and Lou Leonardo and just like, and, and all three of you are just, like, like, just like I feel like in a big yeah just in a big that's con. awesome I love moments like that yeah. I think that's the best part about cons it, it, in general just mm-hmm. like as a specific thing is that it just brings all these people together who have this mutual love of a thing or many things right uh, but yeah I mean that's I love going to midnight mm-hmm. movies for Absolutely. that reason just because it's like you know everyone wants to be there and has a certain anticipation about yeah, what I mean, you're going exactly for yeah. better or worse it's yeah because I, I, I went to I went to midnight of Spider-Man 3 because oh. our college like rented out the theater mm-hmm. and sold dollar tickets and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I like those first two movies. <laughs> no. Literally, I think at some point, because it was mostly yeah. people from our school, at some point people literally were just like yelling at them. <laughs> we were just like, boo. That's crazy. Yeah, but, it's, yeah, I mean, it does work out. And then it's just like, it does work out. Some, like I did that, I think the last Midnight movie I went to see was, uh, I think... Oh no, I've seen other things, but I remember the one—the last one I was disappointed in was Dark Knight Rises because it yeah, just wasn't a good. Yeah, I think movie. I also saw yeah. Dark Knight Rises. But then, like seeing Avengers, I, seeing Avengers in 3D at midnight. Oh, that's nuts! Like, yeah, high, it was great. Like, <laughs> I couldn't pick a better like, situation for it. I just feel like, hey, yeah. Uh, I saw it. Uh, I think just like a few weeks after it came yeah. out. I feel like one of the. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was very mm-hmm. much an opening weekend movie. I oh, feel yeah. like most people I knew saw it the opening weekend. Yeah, I was very excited for that. I have. I have like. Uh, my girlfriend asked me if I was excited, and I was like, uh, "Here's seven things in my bedroom that I'm excited about." <laughs> Here's a poster. I, have, I went to C2E2 as Star Lord this year. Just oh, to, that's awesome! I made the mask and everything, and people were gonna. I was like, "Next, I'm just trying to beat everyone to the punch." Next, yeah, time yeah, Star Lord. <laughs> that's uh, really funny. Uh, which connects to the thing why like Edgar Wright and his loss. He he lost Ant Man right this year, which yeah. he's been attached to since 2006, since before the MCU started. Wow! Before Iron Man came out, he, I didn't he's realize it had been. Trip. I knew it had been a project for a long time. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I heard about it was um, Stan Lee was on um, the Nerdist, mm-hmm. and uh, and for some reason, I think. Hardwick was like, uh, are there any properties that you're right. looking forward to being, you know, on screen? And he was like, I think it'd be cool to see an Ant-Man movie. And I think Hardwick had to tell him that, so that he was like, uh, Edgar Wright's working on that. <laughs> and, uh, and when he was talking about it, I was like, right. oh shit, yeah. really? Yeah. And then like a year or so later, he, you know, the project changed. Yeah, he's his. been attached for so long. And they even had a teaser for that. Like, the teaser action stuff was online for a little while. And it was at another Comic-Con thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just the coolest thing. And I wasn't... I'm not really... I, I, I'm not really interested in seeing... So someone I'll, I'll, else's I'll see Ant-Man. It. I will see it. But yeah. I was very excited for someone else's... Yeah. Ant- for Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Yeah, me so too. So he just lost this big project. Probably because... And, like, the reason people are... You know, they, these two guys, these two orators are losing their things is because people don't see their vision. And they don't mm-hmm. agree with their, what their creativity is. So I'm very excited. I know he has his next thing lined up. I forget what the title of it is. Um, but I'm absolutely mm-hmm. first in line to see yeah, that. Yeah, I saw a lot of people in reacting to Edgar Wright losing Ant-Man. Um, not necessarily justifying it 
by saying this, but, like, making that a little easier pill to swallow by just saying, like, well, now he's going to have more time to work mm-hmm. on something that's, like, actually his original project. And it's like, well, yeah, but he right. already sank a bunch of time and energy, energy right. into something that isn't going to be his anymore. Right, and it's just, I mean, and then I'm sure the guy who's direct Peyton Reed's directing it, who's fine, he's a serviceable director. I, I mean, he's he seems excited what about it. What else has he done? He did uh, uh, Bring It On. <laughs> so I, thought, I knew I had looked uh, up the guy yeah. when they announced it, and I was like, "Oh, so he weird. seems." I mean, he seems earnest. And obviously, I don't like being one of those uh, harbors of death nerds who's yeah. like, "Ben Affleck can't be Batman, or Peyton right. can't direct Ant-Man or whatever right. it is." But you know, it's just sad when you have like Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright. Joe Cornish did Attack the Block, which is a right. great film, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah kind of lose it, and then like, then like, well, we're gonna bring Adam McKay in to do this, and like. Okay, now, like, now, like, I know script problems, because I, because I like reading about movie news and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I kind of, this is kind of my bag. I have, like, all my bookmarks are just all, mm-hmm. all different sites reporting the same news, just mm-hmm. at different intervals of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just being like, I, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, you mm-hmm. know, but I still have, it's still going to be better than Batman v Superman, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder's not involved in no. Ant-Man's right. yet. So. Or David Gore, which will be fine. <laughs> I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I guess the only James Gunn thing that I had seen before Guardians was Super. I think mm-hmm. it was, but I didn't love Super. Oh yeah. So uh, no, I didn't. I I liked aspects of it, but overall uh, wasn't um, wasn't totally into it. But I just thought like everything that he put into yeah. Guardians was so so good. It's great. You should check out Slither then, which is this. Yeah, I've never and seen just, Slither. Like, that's another. I mean, I could come back and do a whole other thing just about Nathan Fillion because I love oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, guy is, that guy is. If I could, uh, if I could, my secret, my super secret, which is not secret, but I would love it. My my uh, ter- career trajectory is I want the hierarchy of like Bruce Campbell and Nathan Fillion. Then I want it's got to be Steve Cropa's got to be there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want to happen. I don't. Even, that's my level of success. Where if I could just mm. be like, if I could just be one of those guys, <laughs> like that guy along those just, lines. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I don't. I don't even. I wouldn't have even realized that Nathan Fillion was in Slither. Yeah, that was like his first use. I don't know uh, anything so about it. They filmed it in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, for I guess for tax breaks or something, or I don't know if the Canadian film. I don't know what it's Canadian film syndicate. We can call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you have to have Canadian actors in the. Oh sure. Film and so Nathan Fillion's Canadian, just like he kind of credits that with being why he was cast. That's so funny. Um, and that's also because he's extremely talented and right. great. But he's yeah. just, I think he was just doing soap operas beforehand. And that's like, so you know, funny. Of course uh, he was. Right. Look at the guy. <laughs> right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he, we, there was some Nathan Fillion talk a couple episodes ago too because uh, Firefly, Firefly finally right. got snatched up mm-hmm. as a topic. Uh, which I still haven't watched. Oh, come on, man. Whoopsie. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's great. I mean, after I saw Guardians for the first time, I, I didn't want the ride to end, so I just put on Serenity. <laughs> so that's what you got to do. It's the closest right. thing. I think I did it, and I did the same... I think I said the same thing even when I saw the trailer for Guardians. Like, mm. ah, I got to keep this vibe going. I got to watch Serenity. <laughs> I got to come watch all Serenity. Someone texted me... Uh, after they listened to the Firefly episode that they had just, that they like started watching all mm-hmm. of Firefly right after that. And I was like, all right, uh, so I guess I'm servicing something even yeah. if I haven't watched that's it fine. yet. Hey, that's fine. Hey, <laughs> that's, that's, that's certainly something I'll recommend. Uh, if, 
yeah, we'll do a big recap of my recommendation. Because <laughs> uh, it's approved. I just, that's uh, that's the main feature of my bedroom is my DVD wall. Like it's that just, makes sense. Yeah. I, can, I yeah. can see that about uh, you. I mean, yeah. you're self-proclaimed pop culture guy. Yeah, that's I, that's. Oh, cause if I could just mainline it, I would. Yeah. Oh man. What's uh? So you like both of these? Yeah. Um, directors a lot. It's when you first said. Uh, that this was your topic, um, the first things, thing that my brain went to is comparing them, like, personality-wise, mm-hmm. at least from my perception of their sure. personalities, which is basically just combinations of, like, podcast appearances <laughs> and, like, right. uh, interviews yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who can say if I actually have right. any insight on it. But it, I feel like... Harmon, in general, is kind of like a darker, more troubled soul than yeah. I mean, I, that's is. that's another thing of his. Like, if I that I devour of his is the Harmontown podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's the only one. I don't listen to Harmontown, but I do listen sure. to his girlfriend's podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, this feels terrible. Mm-hmm. Or now, fiance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't listen to that. So we it's great. This. Yeah. Uh, she just did Drunk History, which was pretty fun. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll definitely have to uh, watch that. Sh- uh, but Harmontown is like... She did a Your Stories at last year's Jingle Heart Festival. Oh, awesome. Yeah, wow. it was really cool. Oh, yeah, she was That's super, really cool. super nice. Nice. And at the time, I had no idea. Yeah, was like, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's just like really cool chick from <laughs> L.A. Yeah. Told a really great story. Cool. She was really like uh, complimentary about everything mm-hmm. that we had done. And then after she walked away, Eric Gardner was like, you know who that is, right? And I was like... No, she seems really cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's one, like, I subscribe to a lot of podcasts, but that's the one I listen to regularly. Gotcha. Uh, I've never listened to any hard It's really good, and they do, like, oh, it's just so funny, and they just do, like, he just goes on these rants and stuff like that, and, and he's very open. Uh, yeah, someone... he's, he, I think it was the first guest on uh, This Feels mm-hmm. Terrible, which uh, his fiance's name is Aaron McGathy, yeah. and I would totally... Uh, if we're talking about recommendations, mm-hmm. recommend uh, This Feels Terrible is is really good stuff. Uh, yeah, so, I don't know what the question uh, You say he's, like, super <laughs> open. Oh, oh yeah, he's very really open. Yeah, so they I They get way into, like, their yeah. relationship and anything. It's almost a joke now where he's just like, uh, we're in therapy and uh, we're in yeah. therapy and we're doing... So it's yeah. just very much... And they, it's just... He, they usually find like a topic to rant about or something, uh-huh. and, you get, and you get him off, and it's just kind of like he just goes off the rails. And he's yelling, uh-huh. and he's just like can't, you know. And he's got very similar viewpoints of things that I, of me, but obviously he's much more wealthy. Mm-hmm. I have like just a secret like hope of he's just like I'm in a uh, secret audition for something, and it was like finding myself a, as a better looking actor. Like, oh, <laughs> that's what I want to happen. That's, like, that's what I want to happen. Uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, and it's just so. so I, I think I know. I don't. I don't. I've never met either of the men. And I would. I would love to. I, I would squee. Um, <laughs> uh, but they. He. Yeah. I think. I think there's more of darkness and, and things like that. Because I think because he does a lot of the. He does a lot of the writing and stuff like that, and uh, doesn't have that vessel of. Like, Edgar Wright's got Simon Pegg to kind of be like, Yeah. We're going to say my word, or our words sure. right now. Here we have this, you know, so like, you, but you watch, but you watch like The World's End, and that's a pretty dark movie. That's what, but, I was just yeah. about to say that, that's so funny, that, uh, as you were talking about that, is that I definitely think World's End is, mm-hmm. like, the darkest I've ever seen Edgar Wright go, and even in some really similar ways of, like, 
Um, especially with this most recent season of Community, mm-hmm. but, like Arrested Development, and not the show, like right, literally right. the yeah. uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah <laughs> the rap group um, of yeah, just those like mm-hmm. lead male like boys, you right. know, oh, yeah. like clinging mm-hmm. to their heyday right. and trying to get those around them to do the same. That would be a very interesting thing to watch uh, the ep- the episode GI Jeff. Yeah. Uh, and watch The World's End. Exactly. Um, exactly. How, I mean, they both involve drinking, they both involve, you know, they're, I don't buy that it wasn't a suicide attempt for Jeff. Right. Uh, and then just like, yeah, it's just so, but that's what happens when you have like these actors that you can convey like what you want them to convey. Mm-hmm. It's that much more powerful. And especially it's because these guys who are, man, I phew, I don't think there should be, there's no, there's, or at least a good one, there's no comedic actor. There's actors, and then there's actors who can do comedy. Yeah, and, I agree and with drama, you. And drama. But I think, yeah. I think improvisers and people like that are much better actors than just straight up actors. Yeah. Because uh, they just are more in touch with their feelings. And yeah. they can bring that out. Um, I don't disagree with that at all. Which yeah. is why, uh, you know, they go into that stuff. They, mm. uh, yeah. I, I it's, mean, I, it's, so, it's so hard to, for me, anyway, mm-hmm. and I'm sure other people, there are people who would disagree. I like the comedy I like the most is comedy that is imbued with like strong emotions, you right. know, whether it's like, uh, whether it's darker emotions mm-hmm. or, you know, even, for me, I, I don't hate the, like, I, I've heard Parks and Rec get grief for being very like lovey dovey and a right. little like, like boring and things like that as a result of that. But like, that's the thing that I love about mm-hmm. it is, oh, is how, is how positive it is. And I don't see it as just like, uh, you know, a uh, love fest in, in, in terms of just being like, we're going to make these slapstick silly. Con-. Like right. there's still people, you know, yeah. dealing with real emotions and relationships. And that's what I appreciate about it. But, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, it's just uh, the thing. That's why I mean the thing about those two guys is they're such kinetic showrunners and, and, and visionaries of these. Uh, what the word? Uh, whatever they output projects, projects or stuff like that. Whatever yeah. they output is, you know, they get to imbue it with that stuff. And Parks and Rec too is, I mean, it's just another end of that spectrum where mm-hmm. it's like they, they do love each other. But there's a reason why those fictional characters in Parks and Rec and Community and and Edgar Wright, Spaced and stuff. I care about them more than certain family members yeah. because it's because they connect and they they, they hit you uh, right mm-hmm. in the main line. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of you've seen them for hours and yeah. you uh, find things in them that you find things in yourself and p- mm-hmm. people around you that you appreciate. It's you know, it the line gets so blurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you you. I'm sure I'm guilty of being like, hey, remember when we did this? Like, no, I was like, oh, that was season two, episode four. Which makes me feel, you know, like that stuff, I relate to Abed like that, but then you uh-huh. know, I, I, I kind of feel aloof and, and often, you know, put aside like Jeff and, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I like Alison Brie. That's another thing. <laughs> you know, like whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. Speak, I was going to mention yeah. Alison Brie specifically when you were talking about, um, Actors, uh, be, like oh, excelling yeah. at comedy mm-hmm. and or drama, and I think I I've said this before. I think she has like the best job on television. Oh yeah, and, like which amazing. now both yeah. of them are now wrapping up around the same time. Mm-hmm. But like Jesus Christ, yeah, Mad Men in a Community, yeah. two of the best shows in their respective. And that's another. Mediums, and there's another guy mediums. who 
uh, another showrunner guy, like a guy who is famous for running the show. Matthew yeah, Wiener. Matt Wiener. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's something, and that's something weird too with him because his movies, he's had two, I think he has a second movie coming out now. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I know Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, and uh, right. Amy Poehler. And... Uh, neither of them are very well received. Really? Uh, I saw the first one. Which uh, is? Not Fade Away. Okay. Um, to, uh, I feel like I've heard of Not Fade Away, but I don't think I would have known. He, it's, uh, you know, kind of, I think it's 60s, it 70s. Was... Kid wants to become in a rock band. James Gandolfini's the dad. Okay. So it's like Jersey Kid, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm like, oh, and this is my favorite time of music and stuff like that. This uh-huh. should be like, eat, just give, should hit me, give me the whole pie. Uh, yeah. Should, and then just sit and watching it and like, no dice, man. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I know that Mad Men was like, a uh like a magnum opus basically like it was something that he he wrote the pilot for mad men like seven years before it actually got produced right so it's something that was like his brainchild his like and he went to creative like, he went to, like, hbo and stuff yeah like that he tried he shopped it at hbo first he was a writer on sopranos uh before he was able to like actually be a showrunner on his right. own um so I, i'm sure that has, I would think that has something to do with it, mm-hmm. that it was, that this, you know, that was such sure. his, like, main thing that he wanted to be able yeah. to produce. You know, but that's uh, what I think about, like, Harmon and Edgar Wright is, I think they feel that about every yeah. thing they do. Yeah. You know, Harmon did a pilot, which is online, I think it's online, called Heat, Vision, and Jack. I've heard of that. I've never seen is, it. You gotta watch that, man. Heat, Vision, Jack, it's Owen Wilson and... Jack Black, and you know it's kind of uh, like, it's kind of like Knight Rider, but it's a motorcycle that talks. And it's that's just, so funny. You know, like I, I love going back and watching these like early projects with these people, and like Channel One Hundred One and stuff like that. Yeah, which, I've read some Channel um, One Hundred One type stuff, but yeah. uh, and he's some like you know he's just kind of writes, and he 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 and Rob Schraub wrote Monster House. I think I did know yeah. that at some point, and you know, I never remembered it. Uh, which is just amazing to me. Like you, you don't have to. Everything doesn't have to be your baby, mm-hmm. but you can imbue everything you do with you. With a certain, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, cool. That's, that's cool, man. Like, you, you know, especially at this point, I think for both of us, I take so much ownership of what I do. Sure. And if I'm writing it for somebody else, and then I'm like, well, can you please just yeah. change that part? There's a yeah. joke there. Even if I have a, just my sketch group with just me and Chris. Right. And he's like, says something different than I'm like, well, I wrote it like this. Yeah. Can you just, it's my best friend. And I'm still like, very much like, but I'm I do that. Yeah. I do that with Nerdalog stuff too. Uh, cause everyone's, yeah. I think part of the problem, uh, becomes like, uh, joke translation for lack (laughs) of a better word. Like not being able to communicate properly what the like intention of the joke is. And then, but then, like, once it's being rehearsed and mm-hmm. performed, trying to find that line of, like, you don't want to come off as, like, right. condescending, like, right. actually, yeah. the joke I was going for, <laughs> even though it's like you said, it's like, these people are my, so my best friends. Yeah. And, I compl- and you yeah. still can't, and sometimes that makes it harder, I think, mm-hmm. is uh, if you're working with people that you don't feel as close to, you're like, yeah. you don't have as much reservation about, uh, you know, making things how you want them to be. Yeah, it's very interesting. Like, uh, I'm doing a show called Key Party 
Um, oh yeah, that, that, so we did it. We did a little like a little season of it in at the, the playground. At playground. Right? It's coming back in September at Public House. Cool. Um, and, and that's so, uh, so isn't do, that Rabbit Rabbits? Yeah, like Rabbit Rabbits. Brain uh, little brainchild. Uh, so we had a great run, four week run at Playground. So essentially, you, you work with your two person group. Uh, you do your you do a little bit of a set. Then the next week, your partner with some you get partnered at the end of the show with someone you've never worked with before. Yeah, and it, that that'll mess with your head man because you're I like so. I can almost write like I've been working with Chris uh, Chris Woolsey and the Beverly D'Angelo Community Players uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for you know almost two years mm-hmm. you know he's that was the first t- group I ever like formed with him and like I I almost find it easier to write write for his voice than write for my own oh that's really funny because I feel like I see what he does better than what I yeah. and then he'll do the same I think he'll sure. do the same about me um, yeah. Or he's like, no, you should do this. I'm like, well, awareness of someone yeah. else is often a little easier than yeah. self awareness. So getting to do our set and be like, we know this stuff works. We do it, kill, and then we're like, oh, next week I got to work with somebody someone else. I don't and know. it's like, and it's people. It's sometimes it's people I knew. Like I worked with uh, Maria Wojciechowski the mm-hmm. first week, which was somebody I knew and I'd worked with a little bit before, but never in that capacity of just mm-hmm. us performing together in this sense. And sure, it's like it's almost like putting on a new suit. And yeah, like, well, how do I? Where are the elbows? Oh, it's okay. It's a little... Okay. You know. Yeah. I think that's a really good uh, skill. Like, yeah. it's good muscles to work for mm-hmm. sure. Because I think I definitely struggle with, like, uh, both writing for myself and, like, working with people that I don't know very right. well. Even when it's just improv. Mm-hmm. I Like, I don't think I'm that yeah. great of an improviser <laughs> when I'm playing with people that I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I just find so much comfort in the people that I've right. known and played with for, like, a couple years. Uh, so that's something that I've I find personally it, been working on. Yeah, I find it complete. I'm, like, on the opposite. Really? I'm, like, I hate, like, even auditioning with people I know. Because uh, I know I don't. Or I might even, I might a little bit. I mean, I think I'm self-aware enough to admit I'll probably play a certain way if I know somebody. Uh-huh. But if I'm playing with people I've never met before or, or uh, I'm an audition or something like that, I can kind of go in and be, like, not selfish, but but make moves that I want to make sure. and just be like, well, I know what I'm doing, kicking the door, we're going right. to all do this together. Right. I think I'm supportive, I'm definitely supportive, but like I, I still can kind of drive what I want and be less, be like, you know, well, I know, you, I know you're not good at this, so I don't want to loft this to you, or like, you know, like, there'll be certain sure. people I'm watching. It, it makes you right. more aware of, of yeah, I, I could see that, and, and that's the thing is like, uh, when I... Um, when I do, like, think about the fact that I mm-hmm. don't feel like I'm comfortable uh, playing with people I don't know very well, I, I am envious of people right. who can, mm-hmm. who, like, will just go in, like, gangbusters and play how they're going to play. Right. I think it may be it just a commentary on the fact that I don't know if I have, like, one set personal style. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more just, like, trying to play with the whatever else is happening. Right, right. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, uh, there's certain things that I like, find funny and certain mm-hmm. things that other people don't. Like, sure. I, I make a lot of references because that's my lens. Right. You know, I can't I can't talk about, uh, 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 I just did this in my show last week, I can't talk about young adult novels without bringing up Johnny Tremaine. You know, okay. I can't, because that's, that's, that's where my brain goes. I don't, uh, go to, I don't go to Divergent or Hunger Games or anything like that. I go to Animal Farm and, and gotcha. Johnny Tremaine, like older stuff that I read. Gotcha. Um, and it's almost, it's good, it's funny because specificity, specificity is funny. Right. But 
also then people at the are same like, time. at some time people are like, Wait, what are you talking about? Right, and it's like, then it becomes right. a scene of like, well, this is what, this is what this is, explaining the, what, what the reference is. Right, right, um, right, right. But that's, I mean, I can't change that because that's just yeah. how I view the world. Sure. Uh, which There's is why I like those two guys. Yeah. They view the world very similarly. And, mm. you know, you, you sit and watch, like, the space DVD box set that I have is... There's two commentaries on every episode, too, which is the best. Weird. So there's an ep- there's commentary with Edgar Wright, Jessica, and Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. And then there's guest people come on. So, cool. like, Bill Hader did two episodes. Pat Oswalt, Quentin Tarantino, you know, uh, uh, Matt Stone. Just as, like, watchers Just of as the watching, show? Just as watchers That's of the so show came and talk about the show and, like, what they find interesting. So, like, even doing, like, Tarantino's episode that he watched and talked about is... Unbelievable, because Tarantino's another one of those reference very, heavy guys. Yeah. He's taking, he's a blender. With a guy. very specific vision. Right, very specific kinetic vision, and just like hearing these two guys talk about it, you're like, you know, it's mm. mesmerizing. You mm. know, like I watch, uh, I think the best example, I mean, Edgar Wright can do this stuff, like watch Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, you know, I love Scott Pilgrim. He, that's, that's his, he's adapting something. Like mm-hmm. people who say you can't adapt stuff, watch that, that's the best adaptation of that we're going to get. Yeah. And one of the best comic book adaptations ever. I love it. Um, I didn't you know. read the graphic novels until after I saw it, mm-hmm. and that just made me love it even more. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it could have been more than one movie. Oh, absolutely. But also, they didn't have to. I don't think, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they had to. I just think, and not, not definitely not like six or seven right. movies, but you know. Two, <laughs> yeah. maybe three. Uh, there's just stuff that I feel like I love about the um, books that yeah. didn't make it in. Um, but yeah, gosh, it's so good. I mean, that's just another, like, that's what I was talking about before. Like, just his visual style. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff. Like, if you read those books, man, that's hard. To, that's going to be hard to adapt. Like, yeah. even just thinking about, like, I think I read some of them beforehand, just knowing it was coming out. Because mm-hmm. I like to do that. Like, if I, if I know a movie I know I'm going to see has a book or something like that, I try to read it. Um, and I think it was, I think it came out right around the same time the seventh one was coming out. Mm. Um, so yeah, we knew, right. we knew the endings were going to be different. I, you know, oh, so I right. Like, oh, okay. So I don't have to rush and read the seventh one. Mm-hmm. So I think I got the first half mm-hmm. for Christmas or something. And then mm-hmm. I got the second half, like after the movie came out or gotcha. like the first orders. Um, but yeah, man, some of that stuff is like, you're like, how are you going to do a fight between, you know, Musical styles. Yeah. And it's like, oh, of course, it's dragons and a monkey. You're like, it's so cool. Like, come on. Like, yeah. it's just, it just looks it's cool. So, you know? so or like, cool. uh, yeah. Or just like, it's like a great bit, you know. And the mix between, you know, what is. There's a certain amount of like, it's almost magical realism. Yeah. Like, it, they never really acknowledge the reason. I mean, because they don't in the books right. either. They, they don't ever acknowledge like where that line is drawn. And I love the. This how it's still treated with like it's very much like in my opinion good improv. It's like we have a certain set reality and mm-hmm. we treat it as the reality of the scene and don't question like oh you know why is there a pp meter above me? Right. Like, <laughs> well, just that's, that's that's your if you're looking at it like the books and stuff like that. I mean Scott's the protagonist and it's mm-hmm. all through his lens so this Mm -hmm. is a 26 year old guy Mm -hmm. who very much like me you know he's uh, had trouble in love life and you know he plays a lot of video games and reads and and plays bass guitar and yeah you're like oh of course you know he's gonna think like this you know and i do that stuff too you know often like i'll ride my bike and i try to do like you know lord of the rings monologues (laughs) you know or or, you know stuff like Uh, that it's just you know i've done Shakespearean showers series or whatever, uh, like, you know, just try to do a whole, so just try to do a whole play, like, while I take a shower or whatever, uh, but, you know, that's just, you take what, 
stuff that gives you joy and trying to imbue it into your life mm-hmm. and you'll enjoy life. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's, that's, and that's what both those guys do in their work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, yeah. I'm interested, uh, specifically where community is concerned. I feel like there's a really big difference between, um, I, I, I love community. I think, uh, one of the things I really appreciate about it is that, uh, and I've said this before about the show, that it always swings for the fences, Mm -hmm. especially when uh, Hartman has been helming the show. And I think because of that, sometimes the ball goes out of the park, and I think sometimes they whiff it. Like, Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned, in my uh, appreciation and enjoyment of the show. Um, With that said, like, are there things about it, are there uh, aspects of it that you like more? Do you, are you more of a, like, when they do an entire homage, uh, a like paintball esque type episode, mm-hmm. uh, where they're just you know it's an entirely you know western, or uh, or you more of a um, uh, you know the in betweens the the I'm I would say I'm more of I love those episodes because I love catching like like the first Dungeons and Dragons episode mm-hmm. is so good because it's just like oh look they're playing like that's how i played on mm-hmm. that's how like it is like it's mm-hmm. not they're not showing them it's not like that south park world of warcraft episode right where, where they they're becoming the character or whatever mm-hmm. you know in the com you know in the realm or whatever mm-hmm. and it wasn't like you know the claymation episode either where right they were, you know they weren't re- represented by that it was just them playing and that's how it's pl- you know um but just with the musical cues and the big crane shots and stuff like that right. which, is, which is great um i like those episodes i like i i i the paintball episode's not one of my favorite episodes. And Interesting. Those, which is very, yeah. Uh, I like the bottle, I, I like the, the pen episode. You yeah. Know, it's just the bottle episode where they're stuck in there and they're trying to find the purple pen. Mm-hmm. I like the things that play with, because I'm such a huge fan of television, that play with the medium. Cool. Like, so doing a, a clip show mm-hmm. of clips. Oh, yeah, that, fake clip show. Clips that never so fit. genius. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of been done before. If you've ever seen Christopher Elliott's uh, Get a Life, his I show. Haven't. That's another recommendation. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did a clip show of of just clips from the episode before. It was oh, just, that's really so. It's just like he's like he's like in a plane and he's gonna fall. He's like gonna jump out. And he's like flashing through his life, but it's just uh. it's just the last <laughs> episode and like some that's other really stuff. Funny. But it's like stuff like that where it's like things have been kind of done before. Yeah, but he services it. So like I like the, I like the stuff when they make references that service the medium, the story, or, or or do something interesting in the medium. Cool. Um, as opposed to like, yeah, I agree. The I mean, there's, big, there's certainly like, stuff. There's certainly stuff that don't work, right? The big stunt thing. I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of the like documentary episode. There's some. I'll agree. There's some of them that I, I love. The first one, because mm-hmm. um, that's just service. That's just showing how messed up Pierce is. And right. Just, I like the second one where it's Hearts of Darkness. Oh, I, see, I think that's the one that um, I didn't really care for. Just because any more Jim Rash I can get on television. See, so. that's <laughs> it. That's the difference. Is right. I love Jim Rash. Right. I really do. I think he's really funny. I like the things that he's written, mm-hmm. but I don't like that character. Okay. I, I've never something about the Dean just like mm-hmm. hits me the wrong way. And I've had conversations with people who like that's one of their favorite aspects yep. of the show. So I understand that like it works for some people, but I've just never something about the like it. It's it, I think. Like, for a while, it, I don't know, it just, every once in a while feels too homophobic to me. Well, there's certainly things like that that I agree with. I don't, I think they went a little 
haywire with him. Like, absolutely, yeah. they kind of lost... Like, the same thing they with the Chang. They kind of yeah. lost sight. Yeah. Because they have these great, talented guys doing this right. thing. Right, that's and another then, thing. I was like, I love Kim Jong, right. Kim Jong but and, I don't always love Chang. Right, and they're like, oh, we've got to put more in this. And so, sometimes it works great when the when the actor imbues the character and, in, in, you know, mm-hmm. influences him. So, like, mm-hmm. that's Donald Glover was supposed to be a white, dumb jock guy. Right, right. And then Donald Glover, like, was in the audition, and, like, Dan Harmon, like, on the commentary, is like, are we allowed, can we cast? Are we allowed to cast? Like, I didn't write. I wrote white. Is it okay? And it's like, yeah. So he becomes the character. You know, like that's why they have like the journalist. And I think honestly, he's like my favorite part of the show. To mm-hmm. be honest, like mm-hmm. I, Donald Glover's role and performance is so fucking it's, good. It's great, and it's that's the thing. You know where. A lot of it is you have your cake and you want to eat it too, mm-hmm. you know. And it does work with it works with Donald Glover. It works with uh, um, what's her name? Uh, who plays Britta? Uh, oh, Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs. I was gonna say Karen Gillian. I was like, no, that's Gillian Jacobs. Who you know? You want, I, like I love watching the show and just being like, oh look, she was this type of character, and yeah. because of how she is and how what her act, how she acts and something like that. She's it's completely one eighty of like who mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And like and they call it out too, which is great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like uh but like for Jim Rash, I mean the things that I liked, you know, like the little asides, like when he sees the Dalmatian guy flexing, he's like, Oh, I hope this doesn't awaken something in me. Yeah. You know, that right. like little like is sure. there was just like this whole underlying arc of him mm-hmm. becoming that? That I don't know if that would have been because I know they, I know they didn't plan it. Right, right. But going right. back, hindsight's twenty twenty, where that that would have been a great, like maybe D plot of the whole series, of just sure. like watching this guy's descent into like this thing. But it's also hilarious to see him coming into different costumes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's silly, and and I understand that it's yeah. like that's you know what they're going for. I don't know. It's just like uh, I've never. It's just been one of the things that I've never been able to fully get on right. board with the show with. But there's another. Uh, but yeah. the, again, there are things like when uh, I can't remember what the. Uh, situation is, but Jeff, like, uh, I think it's when he's, like, going full asshole or something like that, when he's, like, going for being just, like, old Jeff or something, and mm-hmm. the Dean sees him for the first time, and he just, like, immediately, like, faints oh, yeah. in he the hallway faints. or whatever. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, and, like, and that's all rash. Like, right. it, he just is, is so, so, so yeah. funny. And then, uh, there was something else that I was going to say. I really liked in this season's D&D episode mm-hmm. with the oh, yeah. the interactions between mm-hmm. the Dean and Jeff in yeah. that episode I thought were really funny. So maybe that's just me being like hypocritical and liking it sometimes and not other times. No, because but... it doesn't work sometimes. I mean, yeah. the characters don't always work. But like that's another thing where you can compare and contrast these two guys where, you're right, the character of Mike in Spaced mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Yeah. He's this, you know whatever the equivalent of army ranger guy and you know but like not real like essentially national guard but in britain whatever they oh okay is. and he's just like he's got his character is that uh nick frost okay okay that's what I've he's thought. got a gun like on him all the time he's, he's right like there's a party and he's running security at the party and he like scratches his eye with the gun sure you know, hold, like it's a, like these these are people who are ridiculous and so it's kind of weird like to see how they're equally ridiculous mm-hmm. you know and, and even sometimes more so you mm-hmm. know on both hands, uh, how they balance that and how, you know, and it's, I think it's, I think at least in the service of space, it works because everyone's kind of ridiculous. You got the, you got, uh, you know, Brian, who's a crazy painter and stuff like that, but there's still, there's still people to react to them who Mm -hmm. are kind of normal, Mm -hmm. but the normal person is someone who, you know, it's also, who's still weird, who's, you know, right. Who sees, you know, 
zombies when he's playing video, you know, for real sees them, you know, gotcha. or, like, you know or, or, uh, or a woman who has flights of fancy that she's mm-hmm. like writing for this great novel and just sleeping all day, you know, like something okay. like that. Uh, so it's almost like, I don't know, I don't know what the point I'm trying to make is, it's just weird to see, it's not weird, it's, it's very interesting to see how two people who kind of are definitely coming from this, they're very, they're very much on the same tree, they're, they're not on the same branch, but mm-hmm. they're very much on the same tree, um, deal with very similar types of wackadoo characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that's really pertinent. And what is the situation of doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and... I think it's because it's actually Mike Root at the, the the male lead or whatever is in community is not accepting of that in the beginning, and he's very much that's our proxy, right. the audience proxy at first, um, until you realize that Abed's the real lead of the show. Uh, <laughs> and, um, uh, so he's gonna find that stuff. You're gonna see stuff from that point of view, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see that it was weird. Whereas spaced, you're coming from, you know, Simon Pegg's character where he's just like, well, this is arguing my best friend. Yeah. And I'm going to go downstairs and have, you know, I'm going to watch Star Wars with this guy because he's never seen it, you know. Gotcha. Uh, that might be it. But I I solved it, guys. I <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. We've made a grand connection here. I just want to go home and now make a big chart and figure out. Right. <laughs> I want to watch everything over again. So. <laughs> uh, your roommate's going to come in and you're going to be totally beautiful minding it yeah. all over your walls. Right on the walls. Like, Where do we get this cork board? Don't ask! <laughs> going nowhere. Where's just, the purple pen? Right. That's a, uh, oh, wow. I was going for a Homeland reference, but that's also a, uh, community <laughs> reference. So I snuck in on something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's a, in the, I don't know if you've seen Homeland. I've uh, seen the first season. Yeah, in the, yeah. I think it is in the first season. She makes it like this grand, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Cause she's like, for all intents and purposes, seems like she's going crazy. Uh, but is actually like solving some sort of grand Energy puzzle. Everything. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I was just kind of curious as sure. someone who loves the show as mm-hmm. much as you do, how you kind of felt about those two sides. Certainly. I'm certainly happy to be critical of things that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Then I wouldn't love them if I wasn't able to be critical. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, it, it's so, it's interesting to me to hear you say that like you in, don't enjoy the big like homage episodes as much. <laughs> um, I love certain. I think, I think they're all entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I can totally Absolutely. see why. Uh, like the non big like grand gesture type ones would be more. Uh, you know, stick with you a little more. Right, and which I think is why I don't like season four as much because season four is like, this is what season four is. If people were told about community and what they were trying to make did it, it into. right. They're like, yeah. well, it's a show that references all yeah. these things, and it's. Very- I do really like the I like the Ken Burns uh, like homage. Yeah, and that's season yeah season three. The Ken Burns one mm-hmm. is really good. I, I like Law and Order, which I think is also season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, that's stuff that services the character. yeah, of course, like, services, of course. But that's why. It's, and that's, then yeah. in the most recent season, I think. Um, two the two most I think the two most effective times that these kinds of things have been used are at least, you know, for mm-hmm. that season for sure, where um Floor's Lava and G.I. uh Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like, you're looking at yep. huge homage episodes, but in the end they have all these amazingly specific reasons right. and payoffs for using them. Right. Uh which I think is super, super cool. Absolutely. I mean they're both that's when you realize, you know, everyone's got their own kind of picadillos there yeah. where they're like Jeff is really gonna he's gonna he's almost dying and he yeah. doesn't want to come back to the real world because he can't deal with 
just aging mm-hmm. and his other issues. And so he reverts back to G.I. Joe. And yeah. like Abed can't deal with his best friend leaving. So yeah. he invades well, which is just great. Like it's just it's like, so good. You know. They were both so good. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> I just, I mean, that's, that's why, I, it's just so amazing to me that these two guys kind of have, that's why I like it, because they have this kind of ownership of all their feelings, mm-hmm. you know, they can't, they, you wouldn't be able to kind of write this stuff or do it if you didn't, Yeah. you know, and you're owning up, you're, you're not controlling them, mm-hmm. and you're not keeping them, quote unquote, in check. That's a really good point, yeah, because yeah, that's very apparent, especially with Harmon's stuff, mm-hmm. like, he's obviously still, like will self-admittedly say yeah. that he's, like, struggling with all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a... On the Season 5 DVD mm-hmm. of Community, there's a documentary uh, uh, where they're writing... It's, like, five days, two scripts, you know, no time or whatever. Cool. Like, where he wrote another... And they're coming out with a Harmontown documentary, yeah. too, oh, right? I can't wait for that. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's going to be on my shelf next to Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. <laughs> yeah. Conan O'Brien Can't Stop was a terrifying look into how I operate as well. Really? When Conan O'Brien coming off his show, I could have talked about him for two hours too, uh, him coming off his show and then going underneath his desk because he's he felt it was bad. And, yeah. Uh, his producer Jeff coming up to him and be like, no, it's great. People, he goes, but I didn't do this one joke right. Yeah. Is if anyone's seen me after a show and gotten a drink with me or at all is just how I react to it. That's just be like, this is why this is why this was bad and this is why I could have done this better and yeah. I have to work on this for next time and oh, it's still a closing night so I can't work on it but uh, now I'll keep it in mind for next time when I uh, do something similar and uh, just, I'm going to drink more. Leave me alone. Right, <laughs> just like, right. You know, I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see because that, that's going to be, that's when he lost the show. They filmed that when he was not doing season four. Um, yeah, it's yeah, nice. I saw it in theaters. It's oh, so good. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Oh, oh it's I'm amazing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to see. Uh, it's <laughs> so good. Uh, um, yeah, I, I. It's so interesting, and you mentioned this briefly that like Harmon's losing community produced Rick and Morty. Like, if people <laughs> haven't seen Rick and Morty, <laughs> they should just like finish listening to this. And fucking watch all of Rick They're and all, Morty. They're all on adultsfilm.com. It's, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. So, so good. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, man, like, creative and um, dark and also, like, so, so emotional at times. Mm-hmm. It, it's just an incredible piece of work. And to think that that's what he did yeah. in the meantime. And, to have, and, that's, and, and collaborated with it. Yeah. It wasn't just his vision, which is amazing. Right. Because a lot of times people go in this, you know, people uh, who deal with some of the things that he deals with and like I deal with and certain people, a lot of people in the community deal with. Yeah. Uh, you kind of don't want to collaborate. You want to close off and be like, you know, wow, no, people aren't going to get my James Joyce joke, and no one gets to deserve to see my James <laughs> Joyce joke, you know? Yeah. Um, but then you just, just kind of realize, it just kind of proves to you how much it is to just kind of let, everyone's feelings are valid. Yeah. You know, but know that that's okay. And know, it's also... Know that, you know, what you're feeling is not going to hurt. Yeah, you know? that's such an important part of it, and it's really hard to, I mean, sometime, like, if you get too close to something, right. you're not going to be able to have any perspective on it, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I think that comes into play a lot, I'm sure, with having to collaborate. Oh, yeah, I mean, to. but that's the thing, people forget that. Mm-hmm. The only currency that you don't have to exchange or, 
you know, fi- do something for is your own voice. Mm-hmm. You can consist you anything you create is is yours, and you can do with it what you will. And it's it's not a you know, it's not going to lose its value because yeah. it's your voice. And so if you found someone who can you can collaborate with, or if you found someone that. You know, that's the other thing. These guys, what I'm realizing right now, are great collaborators. Yeah, that's, that's a really... They, I, I thought of it definitely where Wright is concerned. I mean, right. I feel like you can't talk about him without talking about Simon Pegg. Right. <laughs> like, and it's, I mean, these two... And they just... Uh, yeah. Now thinking about it, and now I'm thinking about it, like, interviews I've read and pictures I've seen. Like, they both do almost like... They both have very specific writing methods. Interesting. Harmon's got his Harmon Circle, right. which I would admit, I would advise people who are writers and stuff, go online. It's on his Tumblr. Um, Dan Harmon Poops uh, <laughs> is his Tumblr. Uh, he's got his whole his whole little yeah, the I've sto- seen, the I've story seen circle. Um, and then if you go to, I guess, interviews for When World's End was coming out, of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's writing the wall. Like what they do, how they, how they, how they break down the story. That's so um, funny. Guys, buy DVDs. There's a lot of good stuff. <laughs> Blu-rays. Uh, that's, yeah, that's I've, my seen, library, I've seen Dan Harmon's, like, yeah. isn't it Six Steps Yeah, Six Steps, Six yeah, yeah. Story Circle or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's on the, the like, Channel 101 mm-hmm. site as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, again, these guys are creating their, that's how their brain works. And that's mm-hmm. going to work, that's how, so you just trust your instincts and that's like something like, if you have to write on the margins of every paper to get something, you know, then that's what you have to do. I yeah. have just stacks and stacks of post-it notes that aren't ripped off or hanging anywhere. It's just almost like a flip book. That's funny. Uh, of all my, that's all my sketches are written on that, and all, everything I have ideas for uh-huh. um, are written like that. And then I'll rip them and put them in a different order and stuff like cool. that. It's I don't know if it's working. But <laughs> I, I might discover something new tomorrow. But yeah. that's but at least let yourself. Don't think that there's any one way. Don't read one comedy book and be like, this is, this it. is how it has yeah. to be. You know. Because a lot of that stuff is just regurgitated from other comic books, yeah. you know. And so just do what you do. What, if 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 writing in condensation on your bathroom mirror, your wall is like what you have to do. <laughs> but do it. I mean, you're only going to see your stuff at early in the morning. You take a hot what shower. But, like, <laughs> do that. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. That's uh, a really good uh, transition. Uh, I feel like you're kind of already starting to answer this question, but just to uh, tie a ribbon on it. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel like your love of these two gentlemen and everything that they've done has really influenced you uh, creatively and your life in general? Sure. Uh, I know it's something we've talked about a lot, but... Yeah. No, I mean, I'm happy to... That's... I'm happy to heave praise, and I can't wait to share this to them on Twitter, and hopefully they they listen to it. I don't know. Uh, And if you want my headshot resume, both of you, I'll give it to you. (laughs) Um, It just... it, it, It made me realize that you know, first, like, a bunch of different... I'm going to hit this different point. I mean, creatively sure. and personally. Uh, creatively, it just made me realize that um, how I view the world and kind of, like, my interpretation of things is valid. Mm-hmm. And it's how people, you know, people can do, you know, stuff that they love. You know, I, I love, um, you know, I love, like, World War Two and, like, World War Two movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would love to do a, a fucking... World War Two comedy movie, yeah, man, and starting with us made up as like old, pre old, the old guys are oh, like, sure. like band of brothers and just uh-huh. do something like that, you know. Awesome. It's like that's something I want to work on for Chris and I, you know. Yeah. And like, or, or you know, you can take those interpretations and things that you love and put it in a blender, and then be like, this is how I inter- this is how I digest this, mm-hmm. and here's how we're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You know, both those guys do that, um, and I don't. Know, it just, it just, it's all everything I watch of theirs is, or interpret of theirs or read of theirs or. In digest of theirs is just inspiring, and mm-hmm. it's just oh, I just I, I I those two guys, man, I would I would 
or bathe their feet. If That's they awesome. Uh, personally, is just you know uh, a lot with Dan Harmon is, is he struggles with like uh, certain aspects of personality disorders and and, and and depression and things like that, and, and uh, so do I. Uh, and just knowing that you can keep doing it, mm-hmm. and and knowing that. If this is your release, yeah, mm-hmm. that's your release, and mm-hmm. real and being free to admit to myself that this is my release. You know, mm-hmm. I don't go, I don't go shopping. You know, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what. That's, yeah, that's how I contrive <laughs> my ideas of other people's releases. And I was like, I don't go, go shopping. shopping. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, knowing like and knowing like him, him just like knowing that he did comedy sports in Milwaukee, and that's funny. I do it here, and yeah. I, it's like it's just like all right, man. Like that's that's cool. Like that's the first one where like. I felt more connection to that than doing comedy sports and stuff here, knowing that he did it there, than like going through IO and knowing that like, all those people do, which is weird. And I, I didn't yeah. think it would that until I learned that he did it, and I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's on the lapel. And then Edgar Wright is just you know, I feel like you're favorite. very, yeah. you are very much a, uh, uh, I can't think of the Anglophile, mm-hmm. uh, like, oh yeah, I, absolutely, um, yeah, I don't, and I don't know what. I, I would love to, I'd probably take some time to think about what the difference is or things like that, um, of between general American television and British television. Cause mm-hmm. I love like, uh, I love Steve Coogan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another guy. Who don't? To, <laughs> a lot of people don't get him. Yeah. You know, like, uh, obviously Python is a huge influence and I, I, I feel like we're the same age. So I feel like the, we were the tail end of like where Python was still kind of the AV kids. Yeah. Who liked it. I um, totally agree with where you. Where I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, the Summarized Proust contest is my favorite sketch of all time. Yeah. And people, when I tell people that, they either go, I don't know what that is, or I totally see why that's your favorite. That's it's funny. Just, it's just referential. It's literature. It's, it's, but like doing what this thing, you know, uh, and if you don't know what it is, it's like they're doing, um, it's all the guys doing a Summarized uh, Proust, the work of Proust uh, work, um, as like a, uh, um, beauty contest. They're trying oh, to summarize that's it. so funny. And then they don't, um. They don't, they can't do it because they're trying to summarize all the work. It's very heady and obviously philosophical and stuff. And so the end, the button is like the best button is just like, and just like every other contest, we're going to give it to the woman with the biggest tits. And then just bring like this big (laughs) big titted woman out. And it's like, that's all you have to do. That's great. That's really great. uh, Yeah. So just. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt, but. Oh no, I just, I I, I kind of lost my uh, uh, train of thought. thought. Yeah. But I, I, they're both guys who do that. They're both mm-hmm. guys who know they like this stuff, mm-hmm. freely admit it, mm-hmm. wear it on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. We're going to take it, put it in a blender, serve it up. <laughs> and if you don't want it, I'll take it and drink it. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. have to share. I'm going to make it and I hope you like it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's great. I love that. And, and yeah, and you've already spoken to the fact that both of these guys creatively uh, came into your life in yeah, like, they times when you felt times like you when I was, the They most. were transitions. Uh, I got right, right before I moved. I went to school in Philadelphia freshman year and mm-hmm. right before I left. And then uh, when I was in Arizona, across the country. Yeah. And then just carry them with pride as I moved here. And, yeah. And just continue to enjoy their work. And, and be inspired by And it. I'm closer to it than I've ever been. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Great, Isn't know? that such an odd thing when you start thinking about, like, uh, not, like, definitely it, within, like, your own things that you're creating. Yeah. Uh, but also just, like, 
well, I've worked with this person, who's worked with that person, who's worked with, you know, right. <laughs> Dan I mean, Harmon. To be, to be, I mean, I, to do, to know Brian Posen, who directed Danny Pudi. Oh, and yeah, sure, there you go. I'm one degree removed from Yeah, him. your I, brain. I, I was directed by him. Yeah. We were both, direct, we're directing brothers. Right. We're at the same family tree. I feel like I should, like, he came when I was interning at I.O., he was there once, and I couldn't, uh-huh. he was, I was, I'm such a huge fan of his as well, just from the show and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um. I, I, that's another person. I don't usually get flabbergasted unless there's certain people, and he was one of the people I was like picking up trash. I was like, oh, and I'd like drop uh, the trash. Uh, yeah. And I was like, hi, uh, I really enjoy what you do. Thank yeah. you so much for everything. You uh-huh. know? Uh, because that's that character is so important, and uh-huh. it's definitely co- collaboration between Dan Harmon and, sure. and Danny Pudi right. to create this c- character mm-hmm. who is how I feel a lot of times, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, I don't know how to interpret this without referencing... Filtering it through something Without else. referencing, you know, uh, you know it's season of Doctor Who. Yeah. Know, or, or, or being like, everybody remember Wonder Falls? It was on for one season. No? Well, it's a lot like this, you know? That's so funny. And so that's, they create characters that make me feel more comfortable. That's awesome. And I think that's, that's, that's the nicest thing I can say to somebody. Yeah. And I would say it to them. And I absolutely, I think that I, that's something I strive towards in my comedy mm-hmm. as well. So, I yeah. can totally relate to and respect that as that's something I that you admire if, about them. Yeah, if somebody, if someone somebody if somebody saw something that I created and was like, "Hey, I I've never thought of that, but that's really cool that you thought of that." Or yeah. if I ever create a character or anything like that, but something that makes someone make it makes their day a little bit easier to go yeah. through. That's all I need, you know. Awesome. That would be cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. It Absolutely. Was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I did too. I'm all jazzed up now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, uh, I'm excited for Pillow Talk. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that'll be a future <laughs> uh, uh, project that. Uh, Stephen has um, invited me with, to be a part with of. your previous guest, Darren Lane. With last uh, last week's, yeah, yeah. last week's guest, Darren Lane. Perfect. Nice, Look. nice little back to back. Getting that plug in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was Pretty really plug. flattered Great. that you guys uh, would ask. So I'm excited to work on that too. Cool. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much. The thing I say at the end of every podcast is that I love you, and I mean that. Oh, yeah. me too. Turns into a total love fest. I know. I don't, actually, I was trying to think. I was like, I don't remember when we met, but it was fun when we met, and then it just continued. <laughs> I agree. I don't know what it was. Though. I can't totally either. Yeah. I feel like it was something. Yeah. I remember you introducing yourself, and it just being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. this guy." Yeah. And then every every Great. time after that. Great. Well, I'm glad my my drunk pestering. <laughs> I love it. I totally. I love when people like uh, this past weekend at Jangle Heart, um, Becca Tavel. I don't know. Uh, uh, she was just like, <clears throat> so you asked Andy Junk to be on your podcast, and I was like, uh, correction, Andy Junk asked me to be on my podcast, <laughs> and if you would like to be, you're more than welcome. And she was like. All right, I would like to be, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I right. I love when people reach out to right. me. It makes me feel like, you know, inclusive, mm-hmm. and and uh, and it makes me know that like you want to be here. Like yeah. I'm not pestering someone else to try mm-hmm. to get them to do a thing right. I want them to do. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So thank you. No problem. Thank you. This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548x.